0: So last week we talked about growing up around all the evil that's in the world, right? We had that Zoom service. <laughs> and I really enjoyed that Zoom sa- service, Saints of God. But the question was, why did God permit evil? And ultimately, it's really because of sin. The fall of man, Adam, amen. And the love of God to allow us to make choices, Amen. We just sometimes we don't make the right choices. But he loves us enough enough to, make, to give us that opportunity to make the choice. Yeah. We're not puppets. He doesn't say, we're not on the string. You do this, you do that. He just tells us in his word what to do in the manual. But you, you have a choice to do it or not to do it, to believe it or not to believe it. Amen. But we looked at that parable, saints, of uh, the wheat and the tares growing up together. Right? Y'all <laughs> remember that. And we, we realize that good and evil are growing up together. Amen. But the beautiful part is we know what the ending looks like. And it's so consistent all throughout the Bible. Amen. All the end time scriptures line up and tell us how this thing called life is going to end. We know. If you read the manual, you know how it's going to end. Amen. I don't care what it looks like. It's going to end like God said it's going to end. Okay, in this parable, how did it end? He said the tares are going to be gathered up and burned. That's what he said. Evil is going to cease at some point. Say amen to that. And we as God's children will finally live peacefully, in harmony, in love. How does that thing go? We're going to live happily ever ever after that's the that's what the script this is what the manual says that's how it's going in amen but for now the scripture says the sun shines on the just and the unjust amen god is merciful he gives everybody a chance thanks to god so since we must live in this demonic system which creates this evil world we know we need to know how to find happiness Amen. That's what I want to show you today. See, I read, I read this positive quote the other day, and it confirmed what we did last week. You know, it showed us one of the ways to find happiness. And here's the quote. I'm going to read it to you. It's so simple. It says, caring about the happiness of others, we find our own. Amen. That's consistent with that sowing and reaping, right? It's says if you care about somebody else's happiness, you'll find your own happiness, right. amen? A great way to find happiness in this evil world is to sow happiness. You gotta sow it. Why? Because you reap what you sow. <laughs> what you put out, come on, you get that back. So learn how to bring a smile to someone else's face and it'll also fill you with joy, amen? Check this out, saints. Have you all ever noticed that when you smile at somebody, usually they'll smile right back at you? You notice that? You could just walk past somebody and just smile, and they're going to smile back at you. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. What's real important, saints to God, is laughter. Amen? People bring that to my attention, how when I minister, I'm constantly laughing. Somebody told me, why you laughing? You be laughing because I'm full of the joy of the Lord. Amen. And I want to bring a smile to your face. Amen. It keeps me well. And guess what else? And it keeps you well. Amen. All <laughs> oh, the quote says, caring about the happiness of others, we find our own. Amen. And I like quotes. I really do. I read all these positive quotes. But you know what's even more important to me? Not what the quotes say, but what the scriptures say. Amen. What the manuals say. Amen. What what does God say about that? Amen. Amen. So let's check it out. If you all would, turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 17. And look at verse 22. Man, I'm so glad we got this working. Thank you again, Lord Jesus. Carlton popped out of his bag with a whole other cable. And I'm like, look at God. He say, I got you, I'll do. Don't you know God will do anything for us? Huh? He told us that when he, when he died on that cross, you know what he was saying? I will withhold no good thing from you. Huh? <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. So what does the Bible say about it? We're talking about laughter, right? Proverbs seventeen twenty two 22 says, talk, it says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. But a broken spirit drieth the bones. If you want to stay healthy, saints, have a cheerful heart. It's good medicine. Ain't that what the scripture's saying? And you know what? When when the the Lord showed me this, this is the revelation I got. All medicine is not good. Amen? Catch that revelation, saints. Some of this medicine we're taking, it's not good. But laughter, a merry heart. That's good medicine. That's what the manual says. Amen. Amen. Let's check it out again. Let's look how it reads in the NIV translation. Can you get me that one, Cam? Cam is on his job today. Praise God. (laughs) The NIV translation says, a cheerful disposition. (laughs) Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Okay. I'm on the NIV, right? A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. See, that crushed down and out spirit will dry you up. But we're looking for happiness in this evil world, right? And I'm trying to show you how to keep it right now. Now let's go to the, I had the message version as well. That's the one I want you to get for me now, Cam. Thank you, son. God bless you. It says a cheerful disposition is good for your health. Is that plain? Then it says gloom and doom leave you bone tired. (laughs) How clear is that? Amen. We want our disposition to be cheerful. Keep a smile on our face. Uh, When he was putting this in me, I was thinking of Minister Shiner, really. She is always smiling. Amen. Amen. She's just always been like that. So, and you know what I want to do? Keep that smile on her face. Amen. Amen. That's what I want to do. Amen. But here's the question. Here's the question for all of you all. Did you take your medicine this morning? Okay. <laughs> huh? Did you take your medicine? It's called laughter, being merry, cheerfulness, happiness. Yeah. It's all good medicine. What the record say? Smile. We know God is with us, so we smile. (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Saints of God, at the end of the day, we all just want to be happy. Amen. And we know a great way to get there. Happiness is by sowing, right? The, The quote told us, caring about the happiness of others, we find our own. But as a matter of fact, he really tells us that directly in his word and i want to show it to you in uh, in second corinthians so if you will follow me to second corinthians chapter nine and we're gonna start with verse 6 we you're talking about happiness today right it says but this i say he which soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully So we're talking about happiness. But I want to again revisit this sowing and reaping because it's connected to happiness. Amen? See, last week we read the scripture, be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that too will he reap. So this scripture is even more descriptive though. It says if you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. But if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. And I'm not just talking about money. See, when people or pastors read sowing and reaping, everybody thinks we're talking about money. I'm not. I'm making it clear. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm talking about everything, saints. Love, kindness, happiness, joy. Whatever you sow and however you sow it. That's how you're going to reap. That's what you're going to (laughs) reap. See, what you sow today, saints, produces fruit tomorrow. Amen? Look at verse 7. It says, every man according as he purposed purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a... He likes smiles, too huh? He wants you to give it cheerfully. Don't give and you're like, man, I gotta do this because God told me to do it. I thought if I had my way, I wouldn't do it. You're not doing anything. Amen. <laughs> For God loveth a cheerful, cheerful giver. Amen. Oh, I'm trying to show you how to, how to be happy saints of God because we're talking about happiness, a merry, cheerful heart, good medicine, He's showing us when we sow, don't do it angrily or grudgingly or not even out of necessity. The scriptures say don't even do it out of necessity. I need God, so I'm going to give. Wrong approach. (laughs) I'm giving because it's God's principle, his word, his order. He told me to do it in the manual. See, what I put out, I get back, and I'm going to do it cheerfully. Oh, I'm giving y'all some steak right now. Amen, this is a steak dinner, amen. if you receive this and do it you're gonna you gonna see a huge shift. Amen, thank you, Lord. Look at verse eight saints it says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in what everything <laughs> this is steak. When you do it this way, you're going to have, you, your needs are always going to be met. You're never going to come up short. That's what, the, that's what the manual is saying. Amen. In everything, saints, in all things, may abound to every good work. Not some of them. Every. Not some things. All things. What a promise. Amen. Amen. He's going to make all grace abound towards you, that you are always sufficient in everything. And just not everything, but every good work. So if you're doing a good work, he's going to elevate it. Amen. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Jesus. Is he just saying this, saints? Is he just saying it? Amen. No, let's look at verse 9. As it is written. He's not just saying it. See, you know, the world got this much sense. You can say, well, this person said this about me, or this person did this, or this one." well, you know what they say? Do you have it in writing? (laughs) Oh, but he promised me he was going to give it to me. Do you have it in writing? Amen. (laughs) Because he, because he, the judge, get in front of him and say, well, did you say you was going to give it to him? No. (laughs) They they say, no, I didn't say that. (laughs) But God is just not telling us this right now about you know, be cheerful. Give if you give uh, 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 bountifully, you're gonna reap that. If you give sparingly, he's just not telling us that. He said, "As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he have given to the poor. His righteousness remaineth how long? Yeah. See, that's what I'm teaching you today. It's forever. <laughs> this is righteousness. It's forever." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Lord, have mercy. You all catching this revelation? It's written, when you continually give into others' needs, you are meeting your own needs. Say amen to that. Especially ministry. Amen. Ministry is giving to others' needs, saints. Not supporting the minister. Say amen to that. But giving to the poor. Amen. You say, pastor, now you're giving to the poor. But see, I'm not talking about people who don't, who don't have any money. Amen? That's not. Y'all think people who don't have no money is poor, right? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who don't have no Jesus. That's the poor. The Bible is speaking of. See, if you don't have Jesus, I don't care how much money you got. You are poor. Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, the truth will make you free, won't it? Hallelujah. See, ministry tells of his righteousness, how it remains forever, saints. See, in your, in your giving, you're letting the righteousness of Jesus gave you work in your life. So God is replenishing and rewarding the righteous giver both now and in eternity. Oh, That's what the scripture is telling us, saints. See, we're talking about happiness. But here's the question, let me show this to you. Watch this, here's the question. We're talking about happiness, right? Can money value happiness? (laughs) Huh? (laughs) Look, you just look at Hollywood and know know that answer. Of course not. We see folks with money committing suicide, jumping out of windows, amen. Money cannot value happiness. Matter of fact, you know what money will do? It'll accelerate your problems. That's why it's good before you get some money, some real money, Get all them problems out your life. Get, get lined up with this manual. Amen. Then let God give you the money. See, you don't want it with problems. Because <laughs> whoever you are, the more money you have, the greater you will be in that area. Let's, let's, let's just use a tough area so we can see it quickly. Take and give a crackhead a million dollars. You know what he's going to be? A bigger crackhead. Amen. The money is not going to see. We all think, oh, if I just had enough money, everything will be all right. It's not, That's not true. The money is not going to solve the problem. It's going to escalate it. <laughs> it will add to the problem, saints. The rap boys got it right. They know they got a record. More money, more problems. You know why they say that? Because they full of problems, and they got a lot of money. Amen. The world just throwing money at them, and they saying, look, the more money I make, it seen, the more problems I have. Amen. Because they haven't solved the problems that they're dwelling, that's dwelling in them. And so you throw money on top of it. Now, whatever the problem is, it's huge. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. But our giving is unto the poor to minister greater. Amen. Look at verse 10. Now, he that ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. This is just what I told you in other scripture. See, his word makes it plain in this scripture, saints of God. Look at verse 11. Being enriched in what? Everything to all bountifulness, which causes through, which causes through us thanksgiving to God. You know, that's why we always thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, the dialect of a believer is just thank you, Jesus. Oh, we know how to say thank you. And I learned how to thank him ahead of time. I don't even wait. Oh, and see, and that's a good thing. Get in that habit. Just thank God ahead of, believe me, he's, he's setting it up for all of us right now. He's setting it up right now. Amen. So when you're walking down the street, you don't know, you can't see in the background. Amen. You just be like, thank you, Jesus. I wake up. Thank you, Jesus. I'm eating and definitely thank you, Jesus. Amen. He's setting it up for us all right now. Amen. So it's thank you, Jesus, for believers. Because he's have enriched us in so much, in everything. So we're constantly giving thanks. We happy, happy joy, joy. <laughs> we're enriched in everything to all bountifulness. That's what the scripture is telling us. <laughs> Another scripture just plain out says be ye thankful oh lord if you can when you start learning how to look at that glass half full don't look at what you don't have amen don't look at the evil that's going on don't even look at that just look at what you do have then say thank you jesus amen you know what i need the the manual says you know what i need before i even ask you (laughs) so i'm just gonna ask you because i may not know just meet my need today lord you know what that is. I might think, oh, I need this. Or I need, but you know exactly what I need, Lord. You know all things. See, I'm going on the manual right now. Not my own understanding. Because I might miss it. Amen. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. You know what I want to do what you are real quick. We're going to do this biblical twist. And we're going to go back 2,000 years to look at the situation that we're in today. And it's going to help us to find out what's still in our happiness and how to get it back. Amen. See, our goal is to live happier ever. That's the goal. Amen. And that's his goal. That's the manual say. Amen. See, at the end of the day, this thing is going to end well, Minister Lisa. Minister Lisa says some things, she sees some things that's out of order, some things that are not godly. And she say, Pastor, that ain't going to end well. It's not going to end well. And she's right. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But we're looking for those things so we can live happier ever after. That's the goal. All right, check this out. You all remember when Israel was exiled to Babylon? God's people were put out of the promised land. They were put out of Jerusalem and sent to Babylon to live. You all remember that? Here's the question. Why were they put out of there anyway? So God's people, why did He put them out? You all know, because of transgression, unfaithfulness, yes. Amen, which leads to sin. Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Look, here we go. Let's just—I told you it's two thousand years. We're gonna bring it up to date. Why are we going through what we're going through? Same thing: transgression, unfaithfulness, sin, Adam's fall. That's why we're going through it. That's why we got to grow up with evil right around us and trust this word that it'll protect us. That's why we got to do it. Amen. <laughs> all right, let's look at 1 Chronicles chapter 9. I'm going to give you all this real quick because we got communion today. Praise God. Looking to bring us all in communion with the Lord. Say amen to that. He said, do this in memory of me. In memory of me. Amen. And we want to always do that. Remember what happened on that cross. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. First Chronicles 9 and verse 1, it says, So all Israel were reckoned by genealogies, and behold, they were written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah, who were carried away to Babylon. Why? For their transgression. They just couldn't get it. Amen. (laughs) Many of us can't get it. Amen, so we keep getting carried away to Babylon. <laughs> huh, they were exiled to Babylon. All of Israel, these, this were the priests, the kings, all of them <laughs> exiled, put out of the city yeah. because of transgression or unfaithfulness or just plain sin. And the Israelites were all very good record keepers. When I was reading this, I saw how good they kept records. All Israel speaks of the 12 tribes, amen. And there were records kept on for 10 of the tribes as well as the two of Judah. So it was all of them. Right. We relate that today to records of God's people. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a, it's a record that, 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 that God keeps right now. It's called uh, Lamb's Book of Life. Right. Whose name is in it, whose name is not in it. If, if we belong to Christ. Amen. Amen. So the children of Israel were put out, exiled to live in Babylon. But shown how to be happy. <laughs> how to get alone by the prophet Jeremiah. Amen. So we're going to look at what Jeremiah told him. Because we want to be happy too. huh? Before we get to our promised land. Amen. We want to be happy in this land. And God in his manual say he wants us to be happy in this land. He wanted them to be happy in exile in Babylon. That's why he spoke to his prophet Jeremiah. He said, tell him this, Jeremiah. Turn to Jeremiah 29. Let's see what Jeremiah told him. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know, saints to God, about you, but I want to live happy. Now, today, I'm talking about. And then I want to live happier ever. Glory to glory. Ain't that what the manual say? That's what it say. I'm just holding God to his word. He want me to, he want me to live like that. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Jeremiah 29, look at verse 1, Saints. It says, now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem unto the residue of the elders which were carried away captives. And to the priests, they were carried away. And to the prophets, they were carried away. And to all people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. (laughs) We can get the word. And what I like about this, it says, now, these are the words of the letter. God be writing stuff down, huh? So you don't have to doubt him. We got, look, Saint to God, we got it in writing, okay? When somebody want to challenge you on anything and you standing on the word of God, say, look here, I got it in writing. Here we go, right here. This one I'm standing on. By his stripes, I'm healed. I don't care what the world say. Amen. What did God say? I am the God that healeth thee. I'm holding him to that. Lord, I don't want to be sick. Amen. Your word says you are the God that I'm not going to man. I don't trust man. I don't even trust myself. I only trust you, Lord. Oh, see, you got to get to that point. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. So Jeremiah came, sent him a letter. Amen. Let's go to verse 4 for sake of time. Verse 4 says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, here's the letter, the God of Israel. Who's talking? The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. That's who's talking through Jeremiah's letter. Unto all that I carried away captives whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. God is about to speak to them whom he just put out. Y'all get this picture. He just put them out. Now he's can ready to tell them something. Uh-oh. Amen. <laughs> Lord, our God is an awesome God, isn't he? What's the song? He's excellent. Amen. <laughs> it's amazing how he does things. Look at verse 5. Look what he's telling them to do. Build ye houses and dwell in them, and plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. See, this is how to be happy in the foreign land. He's telling them what to do. He put them out now. But he said, go on, y'all, build y'all some houses while y'all there and plant y'all some gardens and eat from them. Amen? Look at verse 6. Take ye wives and begat sons and daughters, and take wives for your sons, and give your daughters to husbands, that they may bear sons and daughters, that ye may be increased there and not diminished. I'm going to send you to this foreign land because of your transgression. And when I send you there, I want you to build houses. I want you to plant gardens. I want you to get married. And I want you to increase. I'm talking 2,000 years ago. But we're doing this today. Right. <laughs> this is what we're doing today. Same thing. Right. Amen. In this foreign land that we're in right now. Right. I know this is not our home, right? right. We just, we're ambassadors for Christ. That's Say amen to that. Amen. Hey, we just be an ambassador here. We don't live here. It's not permanent for us. Amen. We know how this thing ends. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) How are we going to be happy, saints? We're going to be fruitful and multiply, right? See, saints of God, when you follow God's instructions, you're happy. Amen. I'm trying to show you how to be happy while we're in exile. We're in exile right now. (laughs) See, but when you follow God's instructions, the manual... Things will end well. They're going to end well. Amen? <laughs> Let's look at it. Look at verse 7. And what else, what else do I want them to do? And seek the peace of the city, <laughs> whether I have caused you to be carried away captives. The city that I sent you to, that I caused you to be uh, captives, sent away captive in, look for peace in that city. <laughs> and pray unto the Lord for it. How do we get it? (laughs) Pray unto the Lord for it. For in the peace thereof shall ye have peace. You want to be happy, saints of God? You want to live happy? Then seek peace. This scripture says if you seek peace, you will have peace. Sowing and reaping. See, God always go back to his same principle. If you want peace, sow peace. Amen. Look at verse 8. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, still speaking, let your prophets and your devoners that be in the midst of you deceive, deceive you. No, no. Let not your prophets and your devoners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to your dreams which you cause to be dream. <laughs> God is something else, isn't he? He said, don't let the prophets deceive you that's in the midst of you. And don't you even deceive yourself by them dreams that you're dreaming up yourself. (laughs) Jeremiah was letting them know while they were in captivity, saints. The Lord doesn't want them to be deceived. Say amen to that. See, sometimes we want things so bad, we just go to whoever will tell us what we want to hear. Because we want it so bad. (laughs) And they'll lie to you because they know that's what you want to hear. Oh, Lord have mercy. He said in the scriptures, "Don't you let them prophets and devilers deceive you. Don't do it." Amen. Look at verse nine. It says, "For they prophesy falsely unto you in my name, and I have not sent them," saith the Lord. See, that's a oh, that's a powerful scripture. Some just prophesy in the name of the Lord. He didn't send them. You know why it's false? He said they, they falsely prophesied. You know why it's false? Because he didn't send them. So they're doing their own thing. You know, false prophecy because it conflicts. You can know it because it conflicts with the word of God. Amen. If you really want to know if the prophecy real or not, did it happen? <laughs> Amen. If it's if it's totally conflicting with the manual, it's not from God. Amen. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Jesus. Watch this. Look at verse 10. For thus saith the Lord, he's still speaking, that after 70 years accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you and causing you to return to this place. When did he say he's going to visit him? 70 years. 70 years. I'm just checking on camera. Camera was right on. 70 years. That's right, Cam. <laughs> he told him after 70 years, I'm going to accomplish you at Babylon. I'm going to visit you, perform my good word towards you, cause you to return to this place. The word of the Lord says 70 years. But you know what the false prophets were telling them? You're going to only be here a few years. It's just going to be here a few years. Stick it out. Huh? That's what false prophets do. It conflicts with the word of God. What did the the Lord say? After 70 years. That's how it's going to go. (laughs) <laughs> but the false prophet is telling them, and you, you all go to read the story. Oh, look, few years, you out of here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> telling frantic people what they want to hear. <laughs> Not so, saith the Lord. See, you can't believe these false prophets. Even today, saints, church is going along with men marrying men and women marrying women. That's a lie. It's a false prophet. What does manual say? <laughs> Marriage is between man and a woman. But you got these frantic people who want to do what they want to do. So what do they do? Oh, we're gonna make this law. What well, the law says, we can do it. What does the manual say? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Word clearly teaches us marriage is between a man and a woman. But there's false prophecy going on in the earth today with certain religions. You know what they do? You you have heard of any of these? They predict when God will return. Huh? Don't they do that? Huh? A few of these religions, they missed the doggone date. You know why they missed it? Because they false prophets, they don't know. Why don't they know? Because the manual says, no man knows the date or the time. That's what the manual say. But the false prophet will come out and tell you, oh, our religion, we got the date now. We got it all this day right here. He'll be back. Get ready. That's foolishness. Amen. I'm trying to bless you all real good today. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It's all in the manual, saints. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. If you want to be happy, saints, don't believe the false prophet. That's what the scripture says. For they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. Amen. <laughs> now look at this. Look at verse 11. We're going to wrap this up. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. He's still talking. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you what, saints? Amen. So you're not going to get that ending and it's going to be unexpected. Amen. Oh, well, the unexpected end came and Satan won the battle. That's not going to (laughs) happen. The expected end is God gathering up the the tares and burning them. Amen. (laughs) That's the expected end. Us being with him forever. That's the expected end. Us receiving Christ as our Lord and Savior because our righteousness is not in ourselves. It's in the Lord. So, get that pressure off yourself. Your righteousness is not in you. Amen. Matter of fact, the manual says your righteousness to God is like a filthy rag. <laughs> but our righteous, all our righteousness is in Christ. Amen. It's in the Lord. Amen. <laughs> so, we're we always looking towards the Lord. Amen. We do be talking Lord, did you see I did that? I don't know. I don't care what I did. Lord, did you see? Father, did you see Jesus? Are you looking at your son, what he did for us? Because I am. Amen. I need you. I'm lost without you. Oh, oh Lord, have mercy. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. I'm going to go out with this popular saying right here. Amen. But his thoughts toward us are peace and, and not evil saints. Right. In him, we have an expected end. Minister right. Lisa, this will end well. Yes, it will. Amen. This, this right here, it's going to end well, Mr. Lisa. Amen. But this is what I'm going to end by saying. Don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> that's what I want to show you all today, say to God. How to be happy in this evil world. Amen. And y'all got it because that laughter, that's good medicine. Huh? You got some sickness on your body when you laughing and you full of joy of the Lord. It can't, it, it's got to go. It can't stay in there. Amen. But the doctor says, who cares what the doctor said? What did the manual say? Oh, I got to share this with y'all now. Because you all know I'm just, I'm just not into doctors. I've just never been like that. Amen. But I tore my cartilage in my leg, the doctor told me, right? And he took, he, he sent me for an MRI, and I took the MRI, and he said, uh, he said, uh, well, you're going to have to have surgery. I'm like, what? <laughs> don't even know. I don't, do <laughs> I don't do nothing like that. <laughs> now, look how I'm walking. I, I, it's just no problem. I'm like, it ain't even, don't even bother, because I'm full of the joy of the Lord. So I, I'm like, but it ain't, it ain't doing, if I turn it a certain little weird way, I can feel a little something. But other than that, I don't feel nothing. So now I got to go in there on Wednesday. <laughs> he going to go over there MRI with me. And I and I just I've been praying on it, but I'ma have y'all pray on it too. Amen. Because the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Amen. Amen. So, so you know, that's where I'm at right now. And uh to God be the glory. Uh I just put it in the hands of the Lord. Amen. If surgery is what I have to have, then I'll have it. Amen. But God is the God that healeth me. I know that's gonna happen, no matter what I do. Amen. Oh. So I thank God. I just wanted to share that with you all. Anybody here today who don't know Jesus personally, intimately, up close? Anybody in here today that don't know Jesus? Because, see, that's, again, why I'm here. Amen. I'm here to to make that, to to marry you. I love performing marriages. Amen. It's the most beautiful thing. Amen. (laughs) Marry some folks in here today. Praise God. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. What about on Zoom? Anybody on Zoom who don't know Jesus, have not received him, have not had the born-again experience? Anybody on there like that? Because we can do that and make that happen right now. Amen. Amen. Matter of fact, we're gonna do it anyway. We're gonna, we're gonna go through the the prayer, what they call the sinner's prayer. But I want you to believe it. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you again for what you've done for us on Calvary's cross. We thank you for dying for us, Lord, that we can live. Everybody say thank you. you. And we ask, Father, in the name of Jesus, we, we, first of all, we confess that we're sinners. We need you. (laughs) We're lost without you. It's not about us. It's about Jesus. And so we're inviting him to live in our heart right now. Say amen to that. Lord, come and live inside of us. We're going to get off our own throne of our heart and ask that you come and sit on the throne of our heart, Lord. Have your way with us. We don't just want you to be our savior because we know you saved us. We want you to be our Lord so we can know what we need to do in this day. So we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and we believe in our heart that you raised him from the dead. And your word, the manual says, if we do those two things, we are saved. And we thank you for salvation today, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah to you, Lord. We just give you the glory, all of the glory, all of the praise, all of the honor this day, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you believe that prayer, amen, if you agree with me, if you said amen to that, you're in the kingdom of God.